Prime SP from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show about the general Marvel comic universe, part of the Guinea Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other hilarious and fun geeky shows at guineageeknetwork.com. Welcome to episode 260 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we give an update on our planned hiatus from podcasting. We also run down an abbreviated annual gear list. And finally, we ask for your patience again as we start to try to resume normalcy. Lauren, congrats on your IMDb credit. Let's start the show now. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to episode 260 of Better Podcasting. I am pleased to, after a few months not doing this, introduce SP, my co-host. Steven, it has been a long three months without talking and seeing you on a weekly basis yes. and quite frankly at all. And no, we've been talking behind the scenes, but it is great to finally actually be on an active call back and forth with you discussing what we're to discuss today. Yeah, we'll get into the reason why we haven't had a chance to be face to face. We'll get into that in a few minutes here. But I do want to just at the beginning here say to everybody that's listening, thank you for keeping an ear on the feed. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube, keeping an eye on the channel or if you're on our Discord somehow listening to this through the Discord. Well, someone has pirated this feed, but thank you for checking it out there as well. Yeah, you could say just about anywhere that people you're welcome to pirate better podcasting. Just, you know, give us credit for credit and send us back to uh, betterpodcasting.com. Right. Oh, I can't wait to see us with those uh, foreign translations. You know, the overdubbing. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> I, I want to see that. That would be great. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're just checking this episode out for the first time, uh, we are going to just provide a bit of an update here. We're on a little bit of a hiatus, so you might want to go check out some back catalog if you want to do that uh we are going to give an update here on the hiatus but i also do want to at the beginning of the show here remind everybody about our community because we have still had an active community on the discord server that we just mentioned betterpodcasting.com slash discord if you want to talk about various podcasting happenings you can check that out we'd love to have you over there because even though this podcast has been on a bit of a hiatus the community has still been strong and i've been enjoying seeing the conversations happening over there on the Discord server. We've added some channels specific to different DAWs for editing and producing. So you can check those out over there. If you have any specific questions or community of users on all of them would be available. So I have to say, I'm actually kind of surprised. It's been a lively over there the last few months. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different episode with a quick update on where we stand with the hiatus. Now, if this is your first episode and you're just checking us out for the first time, we'd encourage you to listen to some of our previous episodes, the 259 episodes previous to this, 
because we're currently on a planned hiatus. In our previous episode, where we announced the hiatus, we mentioned that we'd be going on the break. We explained a little bit about why we were taking the hiatus. And in our companion show, Better Podcasting Live Chat, in episode 40, we went into further details on why we were taking the break and what we had planned to do during the break. We also mentioned we'd come back with a December update and we alluded to the fact that we do our usual gear episodes that we do at the end of every year. This was the intention and we had full intentions of coming back with a plan in December and doing our regular gear episodes. However, the past few months have not been what we had planned due to various personal reasons. We'll get into the specifics in a minute as we feel there's definitely a better podcasting style discussion to be had, and we feel sharing our experiences, as we have always done, may help other hobby podcasters. The bottom line is that due to these personal reasons, we're not able to provide an update on when we want to return to better podcasting in a normal fashion at this time, and we definitely don't have a full-blown planned gear episode for you. Well, not at least a full gear episode, but again, we'll come back to that later. We do still want to return. Nothing has changed there, but the circumstances that delayed us has meant that we haven't had a chance to talk about the show's future yet as we had wanted to plan three months ago. So with that said, I think it's best that I just give a little bit of context here to the discussion that we're mentioning right now. And I'm going to share something very personal with our audience that some of you may already know because I have actually been talking a little bit about it on our Discord server if you were over there. Uh, and, and the bottom line is that um, I, I am, it's hard to say, I, uh, m- my brother, the infamous brother that built me the mic flag, he passed away. Uh, in October. And it's been very, very difficult since then. I've had a lot of support since then. Um, but that that really was sort of the catalyst to a variety of different events that, needless to say, really took away everything that was planned for the hiatus. And it's been a lot um, emotionally. And it's been a lot um, with something like that. You have a lot of time that is needed just from the various things that happen with that. And it's been been very hard. So needless to say, it's it's been a crappy few months. Uh, I also did actually have another family member pass. Um, and uh, there there's some other circumstances with that, but I'm not going to get into that on this episode there. But again, a very, very crappy few months. And I'm using that word because I'd like to say something that is is a lot more colorful, but we don't do that on Better Podcasting. So I wanted to mention this right now in full transparency because it, it really has totally changed everything that I had planned for the for for my end of the hiatus. And I also wanted to mention it because I did talk about it on our Discord, as I mentioned. And we have had so many people who have reached out to me that listen to the show. They've reached out to me and they've offered a lot of support. And it was varied degrees. Some people were messages of support, which I, it sounds silly to say, but they meant more than I can express. Just having those messages of support go a long way when you're going through something like that. At least they did for me. As well, we had a bit of technical issues trying to deal with some of my brother's uh, computer systems and, and technology. 
that uh, I don't have experience with. And I want to give a special shout out to the community on that because while we're trying to figure out all of that, there was a lot of feelers put out and a lot of community support came around trying to come up with solutions. And that meant a lot as well. Also, I want to acknowledge right now, and I've expressed this many times off the show, but I want to publicly say it. I want to thank SP for the support. He has supported me on a personal level through all of this. As well, on the podcasting front, he has just led the charge with keeping the better podcasting discord and social media and everything going. And I'll fully admit, for a long time, I had issues even just going into the discord server for personal reasons and also for um, just time reasons. And he just kept it all going. So I want to thank SP right now uh, publicly on this, because you might not have seen me around and it's been SP that's been helping lead the charge. So thank you. And also thank you to the community members who have also been interacting over there as well. It was the very least that I could do during this difficult time. And I'll, I'll talk a bit, a little bit more about it personally and a little bit later, but uh, please continue. And I, I want to kind of take this here to hop off to something that I, I want to, to spell out. It's related to what we talked about in the last episode, but this whole situation is something that I, I feel if I share with everybody, we can kind of help support the hobby com- podcast community a little more through my experiences. And the reason why is I, I want to share this is because as someone who enjoys podcasting, I have to say that I have had weeks where I have just not really felt like doing much of anything. And sure, I was on a hiatus, but I just want to spell out that I have not, I've had periods where I just haven't felt like doing anything at all. Um, I had a little bit of time off of work. So there was long periods of time where I wasn't in the den where I do my podcasting, but there was other points where I just didn't feel like going into the den as well. And I want to share this because if we had not been on hiatus already, I just don't see how I would have continued podcasting over the last few months. I just did not physically step foot into my den for multiple months or in multiple days. And then for multiple months, I had sort of this time that I didn't feel like going in and doing other things as well. Also, I think that as a hobby podcaster, I have to look at the podcasting things a little bit differently than someone who, say, maybe is podcasting for money, because I ended up going back to work after a short period of time off. And I found that that was sort of uniquely challenging in itself, trying to get back to my day job after taking some time off of work, which led to the fact that when I went and I worked, which I work at home, came into my den, worked at home. After I was done my shift, because I I obviously finished my shift, I then often left the den, closed the door, and didn't do anything else techie at night. I just went and did something else. Over the last few months, I've had periods where I've said to myself, as a hobby podcaster, you you haven't felt like doing much at all, but you also did go back and do your day job. This is how I personally felt through all of this. The reason why I think I was able to go and do my day job is because of the fact that I have it to uh, make money. Like that's my sole, sole source of income. That's what I do is I, I have to go and support the family through that. As well, I needed a little bit of 
day-to-day routine in my life. And I found that through my day job. As a hobby podcaster, I didn't feel like doing hobbies at all. So if I had been podcasting at the time, I probably wouldn't have felt like continuing those hobbies. And I'm only spelling this out here because I think it's a huge difference between people who are podcasting as a career and they're making their sole money on it and people who are doing it as a hobby. If as somebody that doesn't podcast for money, I was able to muster it up to be able to go and and get to the day-to-day grind of my day job. I think I probably would have, if I was podcasting for money, maybe been able to do the same. But as a hobbyist, it's a whole different thing because it's something that I'm, I'm just electing to do on my own. And I'm bringing this up as well because shortly after we ended up releasing episode 259, where we talked about the hiatus and the idea of a hiatus, I noticed some maybe coincidental discussions that happened around the community about the idea of a hiatus. And there tended to be a little bit of this push again towards that idea that you can never take a break from your podcast or you never should. And so in in my experience over the last few months, as someone who hobby podcasts, I just couldn't have seen myself podcasting over the last few months. It's only been over the last few weeks that SP and I even have been talking about doing this update episode because I haven't even felt like doing uh, any sort of discussions about the podcast until the last few weeks. So as a hobby podcaster, I even if I wasn't on a hiatus, I think I would have forced myself to take a hiatus or, or I would have felt the need to take a hiatus because in my level of grieving, that's what I felt like I, I needed to do. However, as someone who did go back to their day job, I recognize that if you're making money off of your podcast, then maybe it would have been something that you were a little bit more comfortable stepping back into. And so I kind of wanted to bring it up because I don't know, it's just one of those thoughts that I've had over the last few mon- uh, months as I've been going through all of this different things in my life and these different, um, different emotions. I kind of felt like, it was something that if I shared with fellow hobby podcasters, and, and I hope that you're not in a situation like this, but if you are ever in a situation that you're feeling a little bit like, I think I need to take a break because I have so much personal stuff going on. I personally would give you my support on that because you're like me, you're doing this as a hobby, and it's okay to go do your day job and have some routine and at night go, I, I, I don't want to do a hobby. I just want to sit in front of the TV watching endless amounts of crime dramas. That's what I've, I've had several weeks of doing. And so I, I think we need to, as hobby podcasters, always remember that we are hobby podcasters and things will be a little different than someone who is trying to make money or it is the way that they are making income is by podcasting. And so I wanted to share a little bit about this in my experiences to, again, give you a little bit of support if you are a hobby podcaster that is maybe feeling that way. I've definitely had different levels of emotions myself over the last little while. It's been a terrible few months. And so I I just don't see how I would have been able to commit to the regularity either of a podcast over the last few months where I am trying to do just for fun, because there have been times where I have I've I felt really great in the day and then all of a sudden emotions hit me at night and I'm just like, no, I don't want to. And I think if I had been doing the Gunna Geek show or better podcasting, I probably would have been flaking out on SP or over on Gunna Geek 
Chris and SP on a somewhat regular basis. That's how I felt. Now, everybody does grieve a little bit differently. And so if you're someone that feels like, no, I need podcasting to be able to help me through this, then then that that's good for you. And, and you have my support on that as well. But I wanted to sort of be a little transparent. I know I stumbled a little bit through some of that there, but I'm being open and honest with, with everybody and sharing my experience because so much of what we do with Better Podcasting is because we want to share our experiences and, and offer support to the hobby podcast community. And it's something that I've been thinking about for a little while since this first happened. And, and I've just felt like I wanted to come on Better Podcasting and share a little bit about my experience and how I have been feeling, especially in the relationship to the idea of hobbies over the last few months, because I do feel like maybe it might offer somebody some support. So that's what it's been for me terrible few months. And I am looking forward at some point to getting a little bit more into podcasting again, because that is the regularity in some of my non-work life has been good for me over the last few weeks here. And so I, I we're going to get together. We're going to have a bit of a discussion here and finally get a plan together for better podcasting. But that's really the bottom line of why we are behind on that plan of where we wanted to go with better podcasting. To give you a little bit of the flip side of the coin, just like we did in the previous episode about this hiatus, I'm going to talk about what's happened the last three months from my perspective as well. A little bit different, but some of the same stuff. And from my perspective, the event that occurred to Stephen also affected me. We've talked about it before, I think. David was a friend of mine. We called him the better Wandrew. And... I had met him in person several times and he will definitely be a loss. I, I think about him almost every day. Like I, I would love to message him about this or get his take on this. Even today, even all these months later, I'm thinking about it. So I can't imagine what it's like to go through for Steven, but there were other things that happened as well. Uh, coincidentally, the week that Steven's brother passed away was the week of my daughter's wedding. It was just a few days before it. And let me tell you, the preparation events for a wedding alone preclude any sort of hobby podcasting, unless you're actually podcasting about the wedding, which does happen. But I, we weren't doing that with our podcast. For me, there was simply no time and a lot less time than I thought would be available around the wedding. I really had to focus on the really important things to get it done. Being the father of the bride, there's a lot of other things that occur with the wedding versus just attending it. And it was a lot of work. Thank goodness we had a plan. Uh, but the wedding was a planned event, and it was one of the reasons that we wanted to take the hiatus. Now, not only was I dealing with the wedding and Stephen's brother's passing, but I also had other issues that popped up over the last three months that needed to be taken care of since we started the hiatus. Uh, there were some podcasting studio gear issues that we'll discuss in a little bit that I had to work through. Uh, my daughter, who's just married, contracted COVID. We had to minimize the exposure there, and we moved her into isolation into my basement for the quarantine period. So there was care, monitoring, and literally feeding issues that I had to address while trying to maintain my social distancing and my isolation from her 
Uh, she has since recovered, by the way. I don't want to let this out like, oh, she's in the middle of it right now. She's back to her life. But as many of you know, those 10 days that you're in quarantine are pretty focused on the person or if you happen to have COVID on the fact that you have COVID and trying to prevent anyone else from experiencing the illness. So that was something that had to be taken care of. There was and quite frankly still is another ongoing family medical issue, which I'm not going to elaborate on here. But suffice it to say, this health issue is very serious and requires a lot of my focus and attention every day. And I would have had to cancel several nights of Gonna Geek and Better Podcasting recordings for this had we not already been on hiatus. And in yet another health emergency, my daughter's grandmother fell at a local restaurant. She was taken to the emergency room. She's 87. And even though she didn't break any bones, she did experience some lacerations that require ongoing wound care to prevent infection, to manage pain, and to accelerate healing. And for that part, I have to commend her on just powering through this. And she did and and is still doing it. But this healing takes time and it takes time out of my day to help out with the care. Uh, I had to do some routine medical testing. I don't know if we've extensively talked about it on the podcast before, but I've had to go through cancer screening before, and then I have to do it regularly. And the three months time period that we were off, I went through a couple of those and it took a lot of time. And if you want to talk to me about it offline, I will. I won't get into depth on it here, but some of the preparation that I had to do was pretty extensive in some of these issues. Uh, fortunately, this time uh, for the skin issues, at least, I was able to maintain my beard. So for those that love SP's beard and you're on YouTube watching this, you can see the majestic beard. I know I've gotten several comments on it just in the last couple of days. So I know some of you really appreciate it. And then we talked about it in the previous episode as a possibility. It came true. Puppy Cooper, the puppy that my daughter had acquired earlier this year, he is staying longer than anyone thought, and he does require a ton of time to exercise, an uh, hour and a half to two hours every day I have to take out to do that. So when I'm exercising the dog, which I would be exercising anyway, but I'm kind of locked in to the exercise because I have to take him outdoor. It's not like I could stick him on a treadmill or something like that. Yes, I know some dogs are on treadmills, but... He is scared of treadmills. We've tried it and it just doesn't work. So I have to take him out and walk slash run with him in order to get the exercise out. He's a, I don't know, nine month, 10 month old puppy right now, a golden retriever. He needs a lot of exercise. He needs a lot of time to get those wiggles out or ants in his pants or whatever you want to call it. So from a podcasting perspective, I actually can relate some of the effects that this has had to podcasting because I've had an ongoing show this whole time. I produce a show on Marvel Studios content called Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We talked about it before. There were weeks that I could not edit. Several release dates for episodes were delayed far longer than I would have wanted. And just like Steven alluded to, because of all this going on, in some cases, it was several incidents right back to back. There were days where I just didn't want to spend even five or 10 minutes in the studio just getting a little bit done. I just wanted to close the door and I wanted to reset my mind, veg out for a few minutes and not doing anything podcast related. Now, I want to make this clear. I am not saying at all that this hasn't affected 
the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. audience. It has. The download numbers definitely reflect this. But at least I wasn't cornered by some contract with a mandatory release schedule that if I didn't meet would have adversely affected me more. I'm not saying that that's not a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying I wasn't cornered by it. So I didn't feel obligated to have to come in and edit and really produce a show that I think wouldn't have been as good quality at all. So there are some benefits to being a hobby podcaster, as Stephen alluded to before. There are a monetized podcast, which we've said several times we don't have anything against, but there is non-monetized hobby podcasts. And that's what we do. And we're truly our own boss there. And we have to fund our own podcast ourselves, but at least we're not beholden to anything along the way. Now, last step, I listened to the last episode just in the last couple of days that we did at Better Podcasting 259. I also listened to the Better Podcasting live chat episode 40. And we mentioned some things that we were going to do. Everything that has happened in the last three months has meant that I haven't been able to get to some things. Now, what were they? I was going to finish the car engine rebuild. I haven't even started that yet. I was going to do a full home studio renovation, which you can see behind. It's in progress. I've made some progress in cleaning the place out and reorganizing and stuff, but I haven't been able to renovate anything yet. I wanted to guest on more shows. And while if you take a look at the shows that I've been on, I've been on a few I haven't done nearly as many as I wanted to. I just haven't had the time to sit down and even schedule any. I have been wanting to watch TV shows. I've been wanting to catch up on some things that bring me joy, just some, you know, vegging out TV shows. Talked about that in the last episodes, and I've been able to do a little bit, but not nearly as many as I wanted to in order to get caught up. Plus, I really didn't want to get into some of the shows that have a lot more depth to them. I just wanted to keep things on the surface. So we're talking just stupid comedies and stuff like that. I know Stephen mentioned uh, the mindless crime dramas that are pretty formulaic and, and you can enjoy those if that's your cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. So I watched other things. Uh, I'd wanted to get into graphic design. I desperately want to get into it, but I've had no time whatsoever or desire to sit down and go through some tutorials for anything there. So those are things that I've wanted to do that I haven't been able to do because of all this. So I wanted to relate this to you, our listener, to say that I've had different things happen in my life and they have still affected us. And just the fact that they both happened to us at the same time, I guess we just maybe got lucky that we were in a planned hiatus at the time that all this stuff happened. I don't even, I don't want to allude to the fact that it was luck of what happened to Steven's brother, but as far as the timing with this podcast goes, at least we didn't have to send out a quick, uh, we, something really big happened and we don't know when we're coming back. So we were able to work through it this way, I guess. Anyway, so keep your eyes on our podcast feed, our social media and our discord, because we are now going to start discussions after the holidays on better podcasting. We hope to have an update on what's next with better podcasting in the coming weeks. Uh, with that said, we sat down and, and we thought, and we thought, hey, since we're going to record anyway, we wanted to continue our annual gear tradition, which takes us to a lighter discussion right now, a condensed, and I want to emphasize condensed version of our gear episode. Can I press the better podcasting download bumper just because it's been so long? If you have the feeling to do it, Stephen, I'm not going to stop you. 
This is the Better Podcasting Download. As SP mentioned, I don't know. It's not a download, but I felt like pressing it. I had to do it, SP. I had to do it. Like I said, I was going to tell you, no, whatever you want to do. This is you're, you're producing. This is your first show back, so you can do whatever you want. Although we are not going to have our regular two-part episode, as SP said, we are going to have a condensed version here. This is something we're going to combine some of our, our highlights from our purchases over the last year and talk about them on this episode. Now, let's back up here first, though. Beep, beep, beep. Back up the truck, Gus. Uh, we want to back way up and give you the history here on when we started the annual tradition that is the Better Podcasting gear episodes. If you're first time checking this out, this is how we usually end every year of our podcasting endeavors together, our better podcasting endeavors every year, is by doing a multi-part arc talking about our gear purchases from the prior year. Now, we started this way back in episode seven because we wanted to do a multi-part arc that talked about the evolution of our podcast gear. The reason that we wanted to do this was to answer some questions that had come up about what gear we were using. But more importantly, we wanted to hammer home the point that we felt you did not need to start with the gear that we had at that point. We wanted to say that no, instead, you could start with a simpler setup. All you had to do was get yourself a good microphone like the Samsung Q2U. I think at the time we were pushing the Audio-Technica ATR2100 or the AT2005. But that was the purpose of this arc, was to talk about how we evolved over a long, sustained period to get to where we were at that point. But this arc started and concluded at the end of the year 2015, our first year of podcasting together. And then it became a tradition because people, I guess, just kind of took it that way. They went, hey, uh, are you going to talk about your previous year? And and people loved it. So we decided that we would. We would make it an annual tradition. But again, always highlighting the fact that this is just to talk about the evolution of our gear for that year, that you don't need to start with a whole bunch of gear to start podcasting. Now, we usually highlight this to make a couple of points. One, we like to make you want to have ambitions uh, on, on things you might want one day or hear our failure stories and go, wow, I'm so glad I didn't do that. But the second reason why, and maybe the more important reason, is because we always like to highlight that things also that are purchased over the year aren't always for fun. Sometimes they are things that failed and need to be replaced. And so we like to mention these things every year so that you can go into the next year with a bit of a budget where this might happen for you because you should be prepared when you're doing a podcast that you're so interwoven, so intertwined with tech. The tech failures do happen and you need to be prepared for them. But we're not getting a lot into that this year because we are doing a condensed version. We'll touch a little bit on that. So I wanted to spell that out up front because you, we don't want you walking away from this episode going, oh, I can budget for all the fun next year and not forget about the things that are going to be not so fun when they fail. So let's get into our highlights. SP, usually I think every year we start with my gear episodes. Let's flip it up this year and start with yours. Yeah, I think we start with years because you write the schedule and you think your gear is more important than mine. So that's what we've done. So thank you very much for flipping it over to me. This Not year. true. I don't think it. I know it. 
<laughs> so the first thing that I did this, well, the first thing I'm going to talk about this year is I talked about it the last couple of episodes that I needed to do some long overdue file management. While I haven't done a ton of that, I did start and I just realized that I wasn't going to get to all of it in time. So I was going to have to obtain more storage space. So what I did is I had all my podcasting files on an eight terabyte drive. I bought a 12 terabyte drive, which is expensive during the pandemic years, and I was able to clone it. I've got a case, an external case that I'm just able to plug it in, and I was able to clone it to the eight terabyte drive. I was able to install it into the computer, expand the directory from eight terabytes to the full 12 terabytes, and I was able to gain close to four terabytes. You don't actually get all the storage on there but I was able to get another 3.8 terabytes of, of storage there. So I should be good for a couple of years. In the meantime, I'm going to continue to do some file management and storage and just make sure that I am not taking up more space than I absolutely need. Because if I continue on this pace, that 12 terabyte is going to quickly turn into a 20 terabyte, which are available now. I don't know how expensive they are, but a lot more expensive than I paid for the 12 terabyte drive. And I think I paid around $300 for it. It was a Western digital, I want to say red version that I was able to do that. And also still using the Backblaze backup. So if that crashes, I'm able to buy a new one. And then over the course of probably two months to transfer 12 terabytes of data, get all that data back. Also, my laptop is running on a M.2 SSD for its operating system. It had 500 gigabytes on it. And... It got to a point where I couldn't update the OS. It's running Windows 10. I'm not able to update it to Windows 11. I'm also not able to update my podcast main machine to Windows 11. So I'm going to either have to modify it by buying a new processor and a new board and memory to go with it, or I'm just going to have to buy a whole new desktop to do podcasting with. For the laptop, I decided to go with a one terabyte M.2 drive to help with the long overdue file management. It also enables me to use Dropbox or whatever to exchange files back and forth to go on to the drive space that I have on the desktop. And the install, unfortunately, was not a breeze. And it's not a breeze due to various different factors. First of all, not all M.2 drives are made the same. There are some that are SATA drives. There are some that are NVMe drives, and you have to make sure your computer is compatible with one or the other or both to make sure that you buy the right one. I bought the wrong one. My laptop is SATA only, so it can't do the NVMe drives. So I tried that. It didn't work. I sent it back. Thank gosh, Amazon took it back. I bought the SATA drive, and then I tried to clone it. Cloning an M.2 drive as the main OS drive in a laptop is not a simple thing. For some people that do this for a living, I'm sure it's great, but I had to uh, Im end up imaging the drive on my desktop. I had to, re I don't know what it's called, I guess image the drive back, the save file onto the new drive, and then I had to put it into the laptop, and then I had to use a recovery USB stick that I made from Macrium Reflect in order to get it to recognize it as a boot drive. This took like a week and a half, and it was everything that I did for that week and a half in the midst of other things going on. 
So I had my kitchen table splayed with laptop pieces for a week and a half as I did this. It was very frustrating to me. Something that should probably take somebody that knows what they're doing just a couple of hours took me a week and a half. It was very frustrating, but I still I have it on there. I might have to redo it. We'll talk about that at a later episode, hopefully. But I was able to upgrade it and the OS was able to update and I'm able to use all the shared drive, like uh, the Dropbox and everything else so I can change files off. I also have a two terabyte storage drive internally. So it's not just that one drive, but it's the two terabyte drive and that two terabyte drive is, is full. So I need to do some things in order to manage the file there. Another thing that happened during the hiatus was that I started using, and I think we talked about it, that we both bought Vegas Pro 19. Yeah. And I started using it, and that came all sorts of issues. It's buttery smooth today, two months, three months after I started. But it was a hassle to get going. And this is one of the reasons why we started those gear channels over on the Discord server, or not the gear, the DAW channels over on the Discord server. So I could just tell and and log basically all the issues that I was having along the way. Cause I know other people have these issues too. So if you can read through the issues that I'm having, you can then understand that you can do it too, or you can ask somebody for uh, help that has gone through it or whatever. So I'm using it now. I'm glad we upgraded. I'm glad I upgraded to Vegas pro 19. It's been a learning, a slight learning curve, but it's working great now. And I'm glad I did. And then during the year, just a couple of episodes though ago, so it's not like that far in the past if you're listening to Better Podcasting Feed, I actually had a chance to use the Zoom PodTrack P4 and I went to the Family Lake home. I, I use it. It's just a slam dunk for most hobby podcasters, really. And I definitely wish I would have had it when I first started podcasting. It does have its limitations. But the multifunction capability and the portability and the cost make it a winner, even with the limitations in the recording. So if you are thinking about starting podcasting and you want that one universal piece of gear that doesn't cost an exceptionally amount of money, the PodTrack P4 is definitely one that I will always at least recommend, depending on what your needs are. Something that happened throughout the year and we talk about replacing gear every year, is that the main hub to my Eero Wi-Fi 5 network went bad. I mean, we were noticing it, and I, I was looking at the continuous pings, and I was losing the connectivity to the internet, and I tried to blame it on the internet service provider. That didn't work because they came out, they looked at it, and they said, this is solid. So I was like, oh, great. Uh, something along the path is making this go bad. A, we determined that it was not my router. So that meant it was the, or not the modem, excuse me. So that meant it was the main router hub. So I updated one, one node to my six node Eero network, the main node. And the thing that we thought that went, caused it to go bad was the fact that I had it sitting on a very hot eight port switch. Uh, Ethernet switch. Basically, I can connect eight different computers or internet things into it, and it's just a very hot little thing. So it, over the course of the previous year and a half, because I got it relatively at the beginning of the pandemic, it cooked 
as best we can tell, cooked the node that was on top of it, just overheated it. And so it started going bad. So suffice it to say, everything's separated now. The modem is separated from the router, it's separated from the switch. And uh, hopefully the heat dissipation is a little bit better. And this one lasts a little bit better. So I replaced it with an Eero Pro 6. And I was just thinking, you know, I should probably eventually upgrade the entire house to Eero Pro 6 eventually. So I'll probably be doing at least one node a year, if not more, depending on what's in the package. But I had to do that this year. It was more expensive than I wanted to do, but at least I have my network. And worst case scenario there, I could have taken one of the other nodes and I could have taken it out of service and I could have put it here as the central hub and I could have done that. So that's just the versatility of the Eero node system if you have more than one. I, during the course of this year, and I wanted to go and actually bring it so I have it on camera, but we, both Stephen and I, we have these little small mobile routers. And since I went a couple of places this year, I went to the Family Lake home, I went to Podcast Movement, I used it a couple of times. And then for the wedding, I tried to look for it and I couldn't find it. So I'm like, crap, I lost it. I must have lost it at like podcast movement or something like that and and just not remembered to put it in my bag or something. I emptied out, I completely emptied out my bag twice. Couldn't find it. So I bought a new one. And then uh, it was an updated one. Uh, the Netgear 300 one, I believe, is the one I have. And then I updated it to the Netgear 600 one. But then I found the original one. So not wanting to mess with any of the settings of my gear that my mobile gear that I bring with me, I've just been using the 300. If I go somewhere next year, I'll use the 600, but I did buy a new case for it as well. The new 600, I bought a case for it. So it's good to go for when I go out next year. So that was something that I did. Uh, also, I just want to foot stomp. I intentionally did not bring any podcast gear when I went to podcast movement. That was an intentional decision that I made. It felt wrong to me when I first made it. And then I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to spend any of that time actually recording podcasts. Now, maybe I missed the chance to interview a few people, but that's not why I was there. I was there to experience it as a participant for our audience and myself as a hobby podcaster to say whether this is going to be worth it or not. This year, it was not worth it. I don't know if in the past or in the future it is going to be worth it to a hobby podcaster. But if you're traveling, if you're getting on a plane to go to podcast movement, spending the hundreds of dollars on a ticket and hundreds of dollars on a hotel room, unless you have a lot of money, I'm saying invest that money into your show and just maybe listen to what everybody's takes are after the fact. Because a lot of people go and cover podcast movement. So just listen to what they uh, got from it when they're there. That's that's my input to help you save money. Now, if you want to go, if you want to make connections with other people, I'm not going to say no, but you are going to be spending money for that. But if you go, go to participate. And if you want to bring podcast gear, you know, that's a personal decision. I think it was great for me not to. And I mentioned it here because we're talking about gear and this was a case where I did not use gear and I was happy that I didn't. I also, and I'm going to reach up and grab it, I bought a new privacy screen for my Logitech camera, C920 camera. I had one. It was very flimsy and fell off quite frequently. So I just bought a new one and it's worked great because I don't feel like I'm being watched by Steven when I am editing every week. I've got my own personal cameras in your house. That's fine. Uh, I'll have to find those. Yeah. 
Uh, the Zoom P4 pod track, which I mentioned before, after my trip, we mentioned this on the show before. I bought a case and a TRRS cable that's in the case. I'm not going to open it because the zipper is going to uh, make noise that I just don't want on the podcast. So I bought that and very happy that I bought that. I bought new ear cups for the Audio-Technica ATH M40X headphones that I take for, with me when I travel. They were just disintegrated. I think we showed them on the show before. And I vacuumed up from that, by the way, for a week after the fact, because those flakes were everywhere on the old one. So I have put the new ones on. And I think there might be some flakes left in the case, but I took a vacuum to the case to try to get those all out too. Oh man, when they go bad, they go bad. So it's fine now, I hope. Uh, I want it, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what I wanted to do, but did not accomplish this year because we talked about it before. I wanted to buy a replacement for my current setup, which is the audio gear stack with the DBX286S, the Mackie Pro FX16V2 mixer that goes into the Zoom H6 recorder. It's a very good setup. It's working out and it probably will work for a while as long as the other gear actually works, but eventually something's going to fail and I'm going to want to replace it. I don't want to replace it with a Rodecaster Pro because I think the preamps are a little bit inferior. I, I get the multifunctional capability out of it is great, but it's just not something that I, I want to jump into. Uh, the Tascam, Tascam, yeah, Tascam Mixcast 4 is out now. It's very similar to the Rodecaster Pro. I might consider it, but for right now, it's unproven. So until I see some good news stories out of it or that it's better than the Rodecaster Pro in, in so many ways, then I don't think I'm going to take that jump quite yet. And we've discussed here before the Zoom L12. It's a phenomenal piece. All these are phenomenal pieces of equipment. Uh, the first two were specifically made for podcasters, in my opinion, but the Zoom L12 made for musicians. It had some podcast capability to it. Steven's used one for years. It does have limitations in its functionality that I'm just not willing to put in my studio for the next five years. So I've been waiting for that next piece of equipment to come out, kind of hoping for a Rodecaster Pro 2 or another company like Tascam to come in. So when that happens, I will buy it, but I haven't seen it yet. So we'll just see about that. New office chair, have not uh, taken the step to it, just didn't get to it. And I mentioned this several times before, the RE20. Didn't buy one last year just because it was too much money. And I wanted to buy it this year. But Steven, do you know how much weddings cost? Uh, five bucks? Ten bucks? Yeah, right. Uh, try to add several zeros to that. <laughs> uh, so no, no. Five million no, dollars? That, wow. <laughs> depending on where you have them. <laughs> yeah, and how many people you invite and that sort of thing. So no, I didn't get it, but it's still on my wish list. That's the next microphone I want to jump into. For those that are new to better podcasting, I have tried the Shure SM7B. I ended up giving it away as a gift to another co-host that I had a few years ago. I did not work for me, did not work for my voice. I know a lot of people like it, but it's just not going to happen. So the RE20 is where I'm going to go there. And then a potential ad for 2022. I'm just going to stake my claim in the ground right now. I'm really eyeing for the first time RX standard. So RX9 standard, mostly because of Diplosive. Because when I deplosive the tracks for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., I actually have to listen to the entire thing and then remove the bass from that short period where you're doing the hard P sound or the hard C sound or the hard T sound, whatever that plosive is. And it takes forever. 
to do that. So I'm thinking, even though it's 300 bucks right now, 299, I think it's on sale for the holidays. RX nine is going to be worth its weight in gold for my time of not having to do that and not having to go in and stop the track and take out the plosives. So I'm looking forward to that. If you listener have another option to use for a deplosive plugin, like a VST plugin that works great, please let me know and I will check it out. All well, right, Stephen, uh, I talked a lot. Oh, yeah. Hold on, I'm going to encourage you more because I have standard. And and not only will you get the deplosive, which does work pretty well. Uh, I think I think mine's seven standard. It might be eight, but um, you'll also get one of your other favorite things is n- n- you have the D-click in the elements version. There yeah. is mouth D-click in the oh, standard yeah. that's tailored, tuned towards that, and it is significantly better. So I know that that's another one of those... Uh, those um, problems that you you quite regularly see. <laughs> so for the hobby podcaster that doesn't have a lot of money, there are ways around it, but you're going to pay in your time you're gonna, or in an inferior product, one of the two. So I am at the point where I don't want to give an inferior product out, but at the same time, I want some of my time back so they can do some of the things that I talked about that I haven't been able to get to even in the hiatus. So I'm willing now to spend those few hundred dollars on RX standard. It's RX nine right now. I have, I believe RX seven elements is what I have right now uh, that I've been using and RX five D click. Although I'm pretty sure that's running into some issues with the DAW that I'm using with Vegas, but yeah, I want to, I want to advance now. I want to do that and it's going to be money. And if that's a trade-off between the RX RE20 microphone and RX9. I'll take RX9 at this point. All right, so let's get to mine now. And and here's the really interesting part about it all is as far as I can tell and kind of looked through all of the various invoices from different vendors over the last year, I really only made one true podcast purchase, something that is like really only for the podcasting endeavors. Now, I, you might be saying, Stephen, you failed. Usually you have a whole list of things. And that that means that you failed for this year. Well, if we go back to either one of the live chats that we had or one of the chats that we had after a live stream, I don't remember where it was. I actually was talking with SP about the idea that going into 2021, I was going to try not to make a lot of different podcast purchases. I just felt like I wanted to see what I had and, and try to work with it. And, and maybe make a couple here and there that were small, but overall, not. So I guess I, I, I succeeded at that goal in, in that regard, but I do feel like a little bit of a failure because I always like looking back every year going, ooh, look at all the shiny toys that you bought yourself that you shouldn't have. <laughs> well, also, we were concerned about the supply chain a year ago, yeah. which, oh, that's totally changed now. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the first one here, which is the true podcast purchase, which is the Elgato Wave arm LP. This is the microphone arm that I talked about in some previous episodes that Elgato makes. I have to say, overall, I love it from a visual perspective. I do visual shows for my podcasts. And yes, I do consider them podcasts, even though there's a visual element, but the primary focus is on the audio. I've made that very clear. Uh, but there is a visual aspect. So I really like that. But I also like it from a functional perspective. Now that I've had a chance to use it a little bit and and move it around and then put it back every day. I am somebody that is a fidgeter. If you've ever watched our video show, you'll see I'm all over the place. I'm, I move, I squirm. That's me in life too. 
I remember from a young age being given hell from the person that was cutting my hair to sit still. That is me. I move around. And what I really like about it is that it forces me to try to be in the same spot every single time because it doesn't actually have as much pull and push as the uh, traditional scissor arm where I kind of was almost fighting to find the similar spot every single time because I would push it away when I was done and then I would pull the scissor arm back down and I really had to try to find where was that exact spot that I had it. Well, the way that this uh, wave arm works is it's more of a swivel with big, long, static rods, or I guess I'll say. And, and so that means that there's not as much different play within it, but it means that it's consistently every single time that I pull it back, coming pretty close to where I had it at the previous state, just because of the fact that if I'm going to get it all aligned with my mouth, there's only so many different ways that the joints can go where it ends up being aligned with my mouth. And then again, I'm not pushing it back and forth during the show either, meaning that I'm going, hey, Stephen, make sure you're closer to the microphone. So I think overall, I, I, it's really been good from a functional perspective for both recording and pushing it away when I'm not using it. I have obviously not used it very much over the last few months, but I've been pretty happy with it. I have not had it sag or anything with any of those connectors. I was worried about that when I first reviewed it because the main ball joint is plastic, but it, it didn't sag and it sat there for, for months not being used. So, uh, so far, pretty impressed with it. I know there was some questions that came up in our Discord about the magnetic plates and whether they just let go or not. Uh, yes, there are they are weak magnets. We talked about the potential benefit for that with the electrical aspect, which... Anyways, go listen to some past episodes on that. Um, but the uh, the thing that I have to say is if you're experiencing that where the cable is pushing that uh, microphone cable cover out, I would encourage you just to look at how you have the cable wrapped through there. I did find that um, if I ended up basically letting the cable hang down at the very end where gravity was slowly pulling it down, then yes, that was a problem. But if I wrapped it in the first sort of hole that you can insert the cable in and gave it a little bit of stress relief on there. It's not been a problem at all because it's not being sagged down. And I just kind of wrapped it a little bit um, around the part that attaches to your desk so that, again, it wasn't just pulling down. It was, I guess, giving it, I don't know if you call it stress relief or strain relief, but I've not had that issue myself. But I, I like it overall. And, and so far, again, it's not sagging or anything, which is good. Uh, now let's talk about some non-direct podcast purchases that did affect my podcasting workflow. And specifically, I want to highlight my sit-stand riser that I, I did put in place. This is not for when I'm recording podcasts, but for my day job, I do work at home. So I bought a sit-stand riser for my main primary monitors. Now, these primary monitors are also the ones that I use for my editing. So I've really enjoyed the fact that I have been able to stand while I edit it. I, I just find it's a lot more comfortable, especially, you know, I often edit at in the evening, maybe towards the weekend. So just something about standing, maybe cracking an adult beverage while I edit and, and not being seated, especially when I sit so much elsewise, 
just being able to stand and maybe also because I'm a fidgeter, being able to rock back and forth or whatever. I just really like the sit-stand desk. I think that it, it has been great, even if I'm not podcasting, standing, and only editing while I stand. Now, for those aspects where I am sitting, however, I did buy a new office chair. I talked a little bit about this, and I had to find the compromise between working in my office space and podcasting in, in my space. And I I went through many chairs, I have to admit. I did take full advantage of the the return policies where they said, if it doesn't work for you and it's not comfortable for you, return it. Because I found some that started to be uncomfortable after a period. I found some that just started to sound terrible. And obviously the podcast consideration there, they started to creak and things like that. So I went through quite a few before I did find one. And uh, it, it was worth it because my other one was so, so overdue to be replaced. And then I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the arm. I'm jealous of the chair. I'm jealous of the sit stand. I got one at work. So I'm jealous of all this stuff. You scored in 2021. All right. I guess I my focus helped a little bit there. I don't know. I also didn't have to pay for a daughter's wedding either. So that, that yeah, is that. Ouch. Yeah. Five million dollars. Million. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I want to sort of just mention here, well, a couple quick things that are miscellaneous. I, I did buy Vegas Pro 19, like SP said. I have not had as much time to use it as he did, but I have had a couple of projects, uh, some related to recent events um, that I did have to do in Vegas Pro 19. And yeah, SP is 100% right. There was this version specifically, there seemed to be a lot of issues that came out once it hit release that they did have several patches that did get fixed with time. Uh, I'm glad that I did have it because there's a couple of features in there that I do find are a little bit better. The upscaler, for example. You don't might not know this about me. Sometimes I like to take my security camera footage that has random raccoons doing weird things and put together videos and things like that. And I, or bears. Or bears. And I upscale the footage and the upscaler is a little bit better now. There's a couple other things in there as well. But just also being in the, you know, continuing to get the latest plugins and whatnot. They do refine them a little bit. So I did buy that. Also, this was my year of web hosting renewals. Uh, when I buy web hosting packages, I often end up buying them on deal days, maybe that are Black Friday. And often they end up being on a triannual basis, basically every three years. And unfortunately, this was the year that several of them were up. So I had to renew them this year. I did do some smart home maintenance. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because this is related also to my podcasting endeavors. When I have video lights in my den, I do have the lighting very differently than day to day, which I use smart home lighting for. And this change within my smart home endeavors did mean that I had to do a little bit of change to my uh, settings in order to be able to podcast. It affected it. In fact, before we recorded today, I was telling SP, hey, I'm running late because as I got things set up, I realized I forgot a big aspect of reconfiguring the smart home aspect. And I also did some further network cleanup this year. I know I mentioned it last year that I did some network cleanup. I did more this year, which in fact affected the main router that I use. So the, basically the, the main part that goes out to the internet with my, my uh, internet connection. And also, I did do some cleanup further with the networking within my den. Oh, and I also, because I was on a hiatus, I said, let's just try Windows 11, and I hit the update button. And, and it seems overall to have been okay. Ran into a couple of issues as we were connecting today that I got to diagnose, but 
from my day-to-day perspective um, and including those those videos that I mentioned, uh, I haven't really had any issues. Now, here's the thing. I do have a somewhat modern computer, not this summer, the summer before I upgraded. And, and Microsoft makes it very clear that it's only recent computers that are supported. And I've seen a lot of people who have said Windows 11 is not working very well for them. So uh, I just wanted to mention it. So let me ask you this. How much Canadian maple syrup did you drink right before you click the, oh, let's just see what this does? You know, it it was a lot because I actually had woken up and I'd had my usual three three plates of pancakes and flapjacks. And then I said, Ah, what the heck? Let me just hit upgrade. And I did. So <laughs> right before you went into your sleep coma yeah. afterwards. Uh, now, I do want to acknowledge a couple failures that I had that I wanted to do. The first is that I did want to upgrade my webcam this year. I've talked a little bit about that over the last couple of years. C922, still a great camera, still recommend it. But I just felt like I could do a little more. And I actually had tried a Logitech stream cam because it had pretty decent reviews. I did a lot of research. Now, I actually did a couple of episodes of this show and Gonna Geek without telling anybody to see if they would notice. It was it was definitely a little bit sharper of a picture, but it had some pretty big flicker issues. This was where the camera's um, settings were interfering with the refresh or whatever you want to call it on the LED lights. Not a refresh, I forget what you call it on LED lights. And there was a bit of a, a conflict on there and it was inconsistent because that's kind of how that conflict happens. And so... There was some aspects where I was looking, I was like, oh, those lights look a little flickery. And so I I did take it back to the store. I will admit I took it back because it was very, very not good for the price that I paid for it. And um, I, I was disappointed with that. I think it's important to note for our listeners that we're not talking about the 4K Brio camera. We're talking about the stream cam which is still 1080 right yes it uh it is 1080 but it has the 60 fps okay yeah but it was just i don't know for the price tag it was not worth it to me and i i would still recommend people do a c922 if you're looking at the stream cam and and the stream cam claims the audio is great i did a couple tests i didn't think it was that great yeah it was better than the c922 but if you're a podcaster i'd say just go with the c922 or the c920 uh, the other thing that I failed at was a hard drive upgrade. Uh, I've been running out of space quite rapidly. And I've been debating whether I upgrade one of my four terabytes drives to eight or upgrade my one of my eights to my uh, 12. And I kept going back and forth looking for the right deal. And every time I doubted myself, so an eight would come on sale, I'd go, you know, just wait for the 12. And then the 12 would come on sale. I'm like, oh, that's that's a good sale, but do I really need to be spending that money right now? Maybe I should just have done the eight. And it was just that perpetual procrastination cycle. So those were the big upgrades that uh, I failed at this year. Yeah, the fact that I had to upgrade to the 12, I had an eight, I had to go 12. The only other thing that I could have done was a 20. And those are it's brand new and so i want it to be a little bit more proven maybe v2 before i <laughs> jump into that and i want the price to come down uh, definitely before i do that and i don't begrudge anybody from holding off on any sort of tech purchases right now first of all availability is difficult second of all the price is very high i should also acknowledge the thing that people are probably also shouting at that i did say i wanted to do this year was upgrade my backdrop 
Mm-hmm. You, you, the astute visual viewer will now notice that it has the the additional feature of scotch tape on the backdrop because, um, unfortunately, I cracked it over the last few months, one of the panels on there. So uh, I did want to actually fix the backdrop this or change the backdrop this year. But w- I have a plan that still involves some level of wood. And for a good portion of the year, wood prices were insane. And I'm like, I'm not spending that money. I'm not going to do it. So I, I got to make a decision because I, I do need to do something with it. I'm tired of it for a few different reasons, but it didn't happen this year. I don't blame you at all. Uh, so, Stephen, I know we hadn't planned to do this beforehand, but we do have some feedback from our listeners that have responded to us about what their gear purchases are going to look like in 2022. You want to discuss that? Let's do it. Okay. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. What do we have today, SP? We have several of our listeners that got back to us about their plans for gear purchases in 2022. Not going to hold anybody to this. This is just kind of wishful thinking for some people. So Archery Geek Outdoors on Twitter at A underscore G underscore Outdoors said, I'm getting the Roadcaster Pro. And even though personally I am not planning on buying the Roadcaster Pro, I do acknowledge its usefulness and multifunctionality in the studio. And for everybody that is going from my convoluted setup or from a simple setup to something that's a little bit more like a studio, awesome. So I hope you have a good experience with your Roadcaster Pro. We also had Diami Palaki say, alas, the item I need is time, which is not for sale this holiday with the old school sad emoji. Uh, hey, Diami, you're wrong uh, because all you clearly need to do is buy yourself a flux capacitor and then you have the time. Or a time turner on the Harry Potter films. Yeah, you never watched Harry Potter, did you? Or the the thing that's in in Doctor Who, isn't, isn't oh, that the TARDIS? The, tar- the thing, the, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, the tortoise, or, the tortoise, or, or <laughs> the 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 uh, Klingon bird of prey in Star Trek Four. Yeah, or, or the Stargate. Does that go through time? If you get too close to a star, yes, it does. Or, or the thing that looks like the Stargate in the original series of Star Trek that went back into the sixties. Oh, the, uh, what, what is that? Something forever. I, yeah, that they kind of redid recently. Anyway, yes, there, <laughs> there, <laughs> unless you have access to one of those, you're, yeah, uh, time is not for sale. So at Aurelia Pod, uh, to us, Damien, our pal and buddy, he said, gear wise, I'm actually finally happy with where we are right now. Focus now is on my art to visualize the show. And yeah, I agree with you there. I need more art too. But since he is a, gaming storytelling podcast the art actually has a lot of purpose to it it has uh, storytelling connectivity issues and yes i agree with damien that if you're doing that type of podcast that is probably just as much an integral part of your podcast as hardware gear is we also had evil zombie which is at evil zombie underscore tw say I was going to save up for a high, higher quality audio interface with a better noise floor, possibly one from Solid State Labs. I wish you good luck there. And then finally on Twitter, we had Mimi 
Deforia, I believe is how you say it, and I apologize if that is not how you say it, said, thinking about the DJI mic so I can be mobile more easily, but I think I need to see more reviews before I decide. Yep, that uh, realm of the podcasting microphone has evolved quite a bit since we started Better Podcasting, and just in the $100 large diaphragm microphone there's like five or six of them now. So mm-hmm. the Rode Pod mic started the trend, but there's a lot out there now. Matter of fact, I believe one of the things that Damien did on Aurelia Pod is he bought everybody the ZDM1 microphone. So he's been happy with that. Yeah, I think it was the ZDM1. Knew you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, in our Discord, we did have one reply, and this was from Waffles, comma, Original. He said, technically, I've already sent the order in, but it's on back order until February. And this was the Behringer Ultralink MS-8000 microphone splitter. Yes, uh, I know a little bit behind the scenes here since he is a new co-host of mine over on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. What he has is a PodTrack P4, and he wants to continue to use his regular setup and the P4 to record stuff in. So he's trying to split that microphone signal as it goes off. I'm a little bit dubious. I'm a little bit skeptical here, and I've told him as such. But if it works, it works, and I can't complain about that. So we'll see in February. We will find out. So if you've got a purchase you're thinking about making, or you have made, or you're thinking that maybe you shouldn't make it, but Maybe you will. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BetterPod. You can come over to our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com forward slash Discord. You can email us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And remember, we do have a video companion to the show. So we'd love it if you'd send us a video clip. You can email that or or however you want to try to send us that, that over to us, which includes making sure that you find where SP lives and you go to the nearest lake and you go and you strategically plant some metal objects knowing that eventually he will become one of those guys that start a YouTube channel where they go and they search the lakefront for metal objects and then they create YouTube videos about it and then, oh, look, what has he found? He's found your hidden video message. It's going to take a little while. Let me tell you, uh, I had an experience with one of those fishing magnets that you throw out at uh, my family lake home this past summer. I think I might have talked about it on the podcast, but I was throwing that magnet out for like an hour. Didn't get anything, didn't get anything, didn't get anything. And then my parents are like, hey, SP, we need you to go around the dock and do some maintenance on it because brand new dock this year. We need you to do some maintenance. So I got the waders on and I went around the dock just because it was a little bit too cold for me. You know, I'm an old guy now and and I need to take care of the the heat that's in my body. So I'm walking around and all of a sudden, right where I had the freaking magnet several times, something got caught in my legs and I lifted it up and it was a metal rake that was there. Why? <laughs> Why this magnet, which is a very, it's a 6,000 pound magnet. Why the magnet did not glob onto this rake, I have no idea. So it might take a little while for me to find this video message. Uh, Well, thank you for checking out this show. I know it was a bit of a a different episode, but we hope you um, could take something away from it. We look forward to coming back with a bit of a plan. We do still plan to, to talk about that. So we'll be having those chats once the holiday season is over. I just want to give a couple quick notes here, though, before we close down here. Just a, a couple things I wanted to mention. First, if you are watching the video side of things, you may have noticed something over my left shoulder. And it's, it's a display case. And I wanted to highlight this right now because 
the reason this display case is here, it has my Gunna Geek illuminated microphone flag that you saw for many, many years on my microphone. The history of this, if you're not familiar, is that my my brother, uh, he did 3D print it for me. He gave it to me as a birthday gift many, many years ago, and he spent a lot of time figuring out his 3D printer, how to do it, and getting the electronics together and everything. And so uh, you might have heard us, I think it was on the Better Podcasting live chat, one of the few episodes um, after I got the Wave Arm LP, we were talking about how, where I would put the microphone or the microphone flag on the new wave arm LP. So I, I had it sitting there when my brother passed and, and I had this idea that I, I wanted to put it in a display case because I don't want to wreck it any further. And so I've got it now in a display case, which um, very fortunately enough, I was, I was able to be given his actual microphone that he used. He had a, a Twitch channel that he did some, some various content with, and he guessed it on the Gunna Geek show a couple of times. So he had a uh, microphone there. And so I've actually got it uh, attached with his his microphone in a display case. I'm going to find the right spot for it. It might not be on camera when I record because because it's going to go in the right spot for my personal needs. We'll see how it works out. But that's what that is. And I wanted to acknowledge that right now. You showed that to me and I about teared up before we started recording here because it means a lot to to me as well, knowing the the care that he put into that for you for your present and to have his microphone there, which we've actually used on the podcast before, but I know he has as well. And it's it's great to just have that. And you deserve to have that in a special place in your studio or wherever you want to display it in your home. The second thing that I'd like to just acknowledge right now is you might also notice I am wearing a Santa jersey. Now, I, I mentioned this on the Gunna Geek show before when we did our last episode of the year, but I want to acknowledge it right here and right now because SP got robbed of this last year. This is actually a gift that SP sent me in 2020, but due to the wonderful way that shipping sometimes works, uh, it came very late. And so uh, it was well after we recorded uh, the last Better Podcasting and he's like, Oh, I so wanted you to have it for, for the show. And so um, I have been wearing it this year. It is a geeky jersey that is a Christmas. On the uh, on the back, I believe it says S-Claws. I don't look mm -hmm. at the back often for obvious reasons. Uh, and uh, I just love it. I love it because SP is all about these geeky jerseys. And the only one that I have is a, a Christmas-inspired one, which is something that, uh, as you know, I have a crazy amount of lights. And so... So thank you, SB, and I wanted to acknowledge it right now. Well, you're first of all, you're welcome. Second of all, I'm glad that you're actually getting to wear it on a podcast finally after a year. <laughs> and third of all, I actually haven't been wearing any geeky jerseys over the last few months just because it's been so warm. And honestly, I just haven't gotten into them. I did get a new one. So watch the Legends of Shield feed and you will see me in geeky jerseys probably for the next two or three months probably as long as i have the beard on after the you know first of april comes on and it's probably too hot for me to do the geeky jerseys or have the beard so enjoy it while you got it all right so that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for this episode for episode number 260 of better podcasting i'm stephen john drew saying i wish that one day I could be as good of a person as my brother was. And I'm SP saying, uh, rest in peace, buddy. Hope you're having fun where you're at. Bye. Bye. Thanks 
for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.